0: Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Inherited Will, a one-piece podcast. A weekly podcast discussing Eat sweet's manga chapter and a reread of past chapters. My name is Thomas. And I am Jordan. That's Jordan. We'll be jumping right on in to chapter 1025, then later 313 through 322. I hope you appreciated me
1: reintroducing you after uh, you did it yourself. I did. We got a fun little cover page here. There's a lot going on, but personally, the main thing for me is that his hat's Jolly Roger also has a long nose.
0: (laughs) Well, of course it does. It wouldn't be Usopp if his stuff wasn't specifically branded for himself.
1: Exactly. He's got to tailor it himself, and I respect that. I really appreciate
0: just how confidently... He is telling the story of grandeur, the tales of Usopp, but right from the start, uh, the title page written by this uh, octopus man is Big Liar Story, so (laughs) didn't believe it from the start. Usopp's in his element, though. I also like that because of all the arms involved, the uh, octopus reporter can use the typewriter and also read a book at the same time. (laughs) That's incredible multitasking, really. Yeah sometimes i wish i were an octopus might happen one day but uh all right chapter 1025 twin dragons let's find out what that's about shall we
1: uh yeah i'm on pins and needles here
0: (laughs) quite so uh we start off with luffy loudly berating poor grown-up momonosuke for still being a whiny baby who's afraid of heights even after having his body grown to a great
1: size so silly that his his head is lower than other parts of his body, but it's still too much. Indeed, if he lifts his head
0: even a little bit, that's too high.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Gotta mm-hmm. take it easy. Gotta ease into this new height. Sucks so for him though; they're in a rush, got things to do. Meanwhile, Law's crew just gazes on, <laughs> not sure what they can add to this scenario.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty stone faced here. Respect mm-hmm. though. That's one of the most powerful people they've ever seen, and suddenly a dragon that is as big as Kaido. Like, that's a pretty unique situation they find themselves in. No
0: doubt it's been a long day for the
1: second fiddles of Law's crew.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's rough being them. Even though, by all rights, John Bart should be on the main island, but just isn't for some reason. Can't. Oh, well. Can't be, man. I guess so. He's got... Was very necessary for this scenario. Oh, yeah. And for driving the submarine? That's true. Only he can do it. Gotta have big hands to (laughs) do that. Uh, Then we pop on up back to the skull top, where we appear to be seeing the immediate aftermath of that big old clash Yamato and Kaido had at the end of the previous chapter. Seems that Yamato managed to draw a little bit of blood.
1: Pretty impressive. Also, Mirror Mountain, pretty cool move, even if it's just, like, defensive. I'm into it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Seems that he made, like, a
0: ice clone, like an ice shell around himself and then burst out of it. Yeah,
1: a carapace. Yeah, that's my best guess. Uh, Kaido's impressed, and so am I. Yeah, he can't do that with his powers, as far as we know, so, like... One point for Yamato. Yeah. Two points if you count the drawing
0: blood immediately before. True. I think Yamato's on top in terms of points now. <laughs> uh, having burst from the carapace of ice, uh, winds up a big old club smack called the Hollow Glacier Slash for some reason. There's no blades involved, but I suppose it's a slash.
1: Well, If he from, says
0: it, it must be so.
1: <laughs> from the way that I'm seeing this, I feel like Yamato actually like, charges up the spinning mace thing and then kind of th- almost throws it and then the hollowed glacier slash they're going in barehanded cuz i don't see the club oh. unless i i assume the club in yeah. the panel with the hollowed glacier slash was kaido's because of the like bigger spikes on it so considering i don't see the smaller one i had thought that she threw it
0: yeah, that's, defi- hmm.
1: that's definitely Taito's club that we see
0: there, because only his has spikes. You see in the following page, they're right. all like little, like, nubs. Exactly. So yeah, I think you're right. I think it is a claw slash attack and not a, a club smack. I'm sorry, Yamato.
1: Forgive me. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify that, because I was confused at first, too, but then that made the most sense to me.
0: Forgive my foolishness, Yamato. Mm-hmm. Uh, pounds Kaido's head into the dirt though that feels good (laughs) real good for him I'm sure Uh, Yamato not Kaido (laughs) quite so in classic Kaido style though gets right on back up says some unkind things once again can't escape your bloodline no matter what you're still my son Uh, and all the samurai are still going to hate you because of that regardless of how much you fight for them
1: not cool like we said, (laughs) top-tier father right there. Quite
0: so. Uh, And because of it, takes a smack right to the mouth. Wapa says Yamato, (laughs) along with shut up, that doesn't matter, but mostly the wapa.
1: Classic (laughs) child-father interaction. Quite so.
0: My daughter and I go through this every single day, 100%. I've heard it. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. After taking that smack to the face, Kaido has some more words. You've been living alone. For all this time, going around, crawling through attics, alone, (laughs) to which Yamato responds, No, I do have friends. And she thinks of two people. (laughs) Indeed. All of whom are dead, so that's not great. Yep, yep, yep. Quick shot of Ace there, smiling as ever. Then we get another flashback of another person, presumably just a goon of Kaido's, who showed a little bit of kindness to Yamato in the past, gave her food and a blanket,
1: and uh, got executed for it. Not good. Pretty gruesomely. There are, it looks like, five swords sticking out of that person. Mm
0: -hmm. Pretty awful. This is why you don't help Yamato, no matter the circumstances. (laughs) You will end up dead. Kaido's gotta set that example. Yeah,
1: sorry, Luffy. (laughs) Yeah,
0: pretty much. Then Kaido sets to getting some payback for the blows he's been taking, lands quite a few of them in the succession. Natsuyamato to the ground, keeps smacking, talking uh, some smack on friendship itself for a little bit.
1: Yeah, pretty pointed stuff there. I wonder what happened to Kaido in his past that forced him to feel so strongly about this. Right? <laughs> I mean, if he's forcing this ideal- ideology
0: onto his own child, then it's gotta have pretty close to home but what i think is most fascinating about this is kaito speaks of them as though they're like actual ogres
1: yeah i thought that was interesting too
0: so perhaps it's like a chopper type scenario where he is indeed literally an ogre that tried to integrate into human society in his youth but they rejected him then he maybe found solace in like the strength-based hierarchy i assume the roth pirates probably had
1: mm. could also be like a uh, not f- well it does say child of ogres i was gonna say maybe not full on ogre but i don't know ogres makes me kind of question that thought line indeed i'd like to know if it was plural in the original Japanese version, or if
0: they just yeah. kind of added that in.
1: Also, you know, he could be talking about like generations past, as opposed to that's true. Whatever Kaido and mother of Yamato <laughs> that we don't know about. Indeed,
0: wonder if we'll ever get some details there.
1: Yeah, but instead we get Kaido looking the scariest I've ever seen him in that bottom left <laughs> so. corner, talking about fate.
0: Yeah, quite monstrous. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like some people below him probably just passed out from a wave of Conqueror's hockey type deal. Like, this dude is going ham. Quite so. Speaking of going ham, though,
0: we turned the page, and fortunately for our boys, Momonosuke has indeed managed to take flight. Hooray, says everybody, except for Shinobu, who is stone-faced as <laughs> Still ever. Still the same face. I love it. <laughs> Quite so. They made their way above Onidashima, but oh no! How can I fly with my eyes open? <laughs> Says Momonosuke, and just kind of goes for it, crashing through the skull into the performance floor well below, shocking everybody. <laughs> There's a lot of people on that floor, and they're all
1: surprised. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine it's quite a scene. <laughs> Nobody had any idea this could have happened. Like indeed. <laughs> whew.
0: I'm impressed that most of the important people seem to have immediately realized that there's no way that that is Kaido. Queen says, a different dragon. No one down in that bottom, like, reaction line there uh, indicates that they think it might be Kaido.
1: Yeah, there's a what is that thing. Like, no no mention of Kaido at all. Pretty good. Everyone else, for some reason, thinks Kaido got sunburned. <laughs> It could
0: happen in the middle of the night. The moon, man. (laughs) (laughs) Watch out. Make sure you're wearing your nighttime sunscreen.
1: Yeah. Turns out Sabo's around and he just created the sun. Could be. I think
0: it is fortunate for the Alliance's odds that uh, Luffy has basically zoomed past everybody involved here. Because last they heard, they were just told that Luffy was going to come back. And now they know for sure Definitely still alive.
1: Yeah, this is him coming back. (laughs) Indeed.
0: And in style, too. So I imagine we'll get a morale boost.
1: Oh, yeah. Especially when he passes Law and Kid. Definitely looking his best right there. (laughs) Oh, yes.
0: Speaking of that, they go crashing out of the live floor, straight up through the second floor, past where Law, Kid, and Big Mom are having their tussle. Glad to see not much has happened there in the amount of time that we've been away from it. But no one looks worse or wear, So I guess they're doing all right. Even if Kid is theoretically still taking uh killer damage. Or not killer, the other one, Hawkins. <laughs> There's a
1: lot to account for
0: here. Quite. I'm sure we'll get a a reasonable view of things sooner rather than later. I would imagine this will be like the second to last thing that is wrapped up probably
1: the big mom thing Mm -hmm. or maybe like side by side
0: yeah uh let's see here luffy truly begging momenosuke to open his eyes (laughs) but oh no not only was he unable to before because he was scared now he physically can't because there is stuff in it
1: so i'm surprised luffy hasn't reached down and opened them himself (laughs) indeed Uh, he's been focusing on holding on for dear life up until now. Just wrap your legs around the horns and reach on down. It'll be fine, man. No doubt. Easy peasy.
0: Crashing through the third floor this time. Been a whole mess going on in this dang island. Poor Kaido. The repair bill is going to be through the roof. (laughs) No kidding. Crashing through a few more places. Everybody's freaking out about it. Uh, Kaido here even... Not comments... Uh, that dang Linlin gonna have to rebuild the whole castle before seeing behind Yamato a paint dragon yelling ah, soaring through the sky.
1: I'm amazed his only reaction is, uh, hmm? <laughs> well, that sure is odd.
0: <laughs> what on earth is going on over there? It's not even <laughs> that serious. Just a,
1: ah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, No worry, no no urgency, nothing. And he pays the price because of it. Oh yes, so while that's happening,
0: Yamato back in human form or odor form, I guess unclear, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> charging up a new attack, while Momonosuke and Luffy finally getting their shit back together, planning a charge. Luffy goes into deer fourth for a hot second, throws a big ol' gum gum jet culverin at the same time that Yamato launches the White Serpent attack. And they both hit Kaido square in his smug odor face feels good. It's quite the impact. Kaido falls down. Yamato realizes that Luffy is there. And in the like one second between those two things, Luffy is no longer in gear fourth anymore. So <laughs> I guess he's gotten some serious control over that in the yeah. little bit since
1: he's last fought this guy. He popped in, popped out, no problem. If he has that much control, that, I feel like that could change some things. It'll give him some more lasting power. Yeah, pretty much. If he gets to take a break between
0: gear fourth uses, I would imagine that the not being able to use hockey for ten minutes or whatever downfall uh, would not be quite as serious.
1: Conserve your energy type deal.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good for you, Luffy. Pleased about it. He gets not backwards, though, Kaido, that is, and while doing so, decides to transform back into his full-fledged dragon form. Takes a peek at the similarly-sized paint dragon there in front of him, scares the ever-loving hat
1: out of said paint dragon. Yeah, Momo definitely regrets opening his eyes, even though it's the only thing that let them get this far, but whoo, he's taking some second guesses here. Poor Momo. I mean, all that's changed is his body
0: has gotten bigger. On the inside, he's still a tiny baby boy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. props to him for being able to stand up to this man in the first place. And uh, Luffy looking real cool.
1: I expect Momo won't stay in dragon form long, but we'll see what happens, I guess. I think They're going to fight a little bit
0: in like their dragon forms, I would Maybe. think.
1: Maybe. I wouldn't, if I was Momo, is all that I'm saying. I wouldn't want to be this giant target in an inexperienced form against a dude that has mastered this dragon. Like, I would become small and be like, okay, Luffy, you, you take it from here. Alright, did my job. See you later. Basically, like, <laughs> I'll go help someone else. You said you got this. Bye. I'll catch you if you fall.
0: <laughs> Try to, at least. It's hard to yeah. fly with our, with your eyes closed, but... It's the only way to do it.
1: Yeah, I'll be practicing flying over there. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, it Doesn't seem like Kaido's going to let that happen. He seems to be holding a grudge over this whole two dragons <laughs> type deal. So uh, that's fun. That's exciting. That he's like taking it personally.
1: I would imagine it goes a little deeper than just two dragons, but yeah, he has latched onto that bit.
0: But when Oskai does transform back into his human form that we assume looks like Odin, We've got to get the Eneru face off of Kaido,
1: right? I hope so. (laughs) I really hope so. We could get it from Kaido and maybe Yamato as well.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yamato was there at the execution, so maybe from Yamato is more likely. It's hard to imagine, like, stoic, dead-faced Kaido making that face, but it was also hard to imagine that when Eneru did it, so I don't know. It's a little it.
1: easier for me to imagine it with Kaido just because I want it so bad at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, God, I want it to be official. I kind of want him to do it in, in the dragon form. <laughs> oh, I hadn't considered that. That might be fun. That would be very fun. A little <laughs> scarier, but still fun. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Yamato
0: makes the remark, a pink dragon? Could it be? Luffy... Makes his classic remark, you're not going to kill me, I'm going to be king of the pirates. And Momonosuke standing up there with probably two of the top ten strongest guys, if not top five, maybe, in yeah. the One Piece universe. I'm not scared of you. I am Kozuki Momonosuke. I'm going to be the Shogun of Wano. Wow. Brave.
1: I mean, Kaido was just talking about Bloodline. He has to. He has to respect him for that, if nothing else.
0: Uh, yeah, we had a very similar interaction with him and Momonosuke when he was about to be executed on the live floor. And Kaido's not one to shy away from showing respect when he feels like somebody earns it.
1: He's such a weird but interesting villain in that way. I guess it kind of happens when you don't get many rivals, right? Like you, you kind of latch onto the ones that you do get. Yeah, that's true. Showed props to Odin. Uh, luffy
0: a little bit momonosuke has impressed him a couple times i think he was even talking up the red scabbards a little bit during their fight and kind of yamato too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: in between all the trash talk and oh of course he, he can trash talk with the rest of them <laughs> but it's it's a good balance i like kaido as a villain he's finally paying off after so long and uh this will be one to remember for quite some time
0: can't wait for that inevitable full-fledged Kaido flashback pre rocks or whatever. I just noticed that uh Momonosuke only has one set of horns.
1: I was looking at that while we were talking. I was trying to compare the two, because his one set has like three points, whereas Kaido has one set with two and one set with one.
0: Hmm. I wonder if that has anything to do with Kaido's potential ogre status because that bottom set of horns looks a lot like what he has in his human form
1: Mm. okay yep 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 yep
0: this has been uh horn watch with thomas and jordan (laughs) and unless you have something else to say on the new chapter i think we'll go ahead and jump into the reread segment hooray
1: All right. We're doing chapters 313 to 322. We're here in basically the start of the third and final Davy back fight, where we have a trickster magician against a Rock'em Sock'em robot, basically. (laughs) A Rock'em Sock'em robot. With an afro. Yeah, it's all the power you need. Indeed. And, yeah, the, the Foxy Pirate says they are want to do force the battlefield to be on their ship to put everything in their favor that's great naturally why wouldn't they they didn't even like try to hide that's what they were doing either (laughs) no and this was also after they had complained about like oh
0: no you can't take the captain they say that wouldn't be explicitly cheating but it sure would be uncool of you to do that
1: well Mm -hmm. (laughs) this thing that we're doing which is cheating totally cool (laughs) that's right but
0: i do really like that the the only reason they decide to not go the uncool route is cuz they don't want Foxy to join their crew. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a
1: good moment where they're just like, "Oh, no."
0: <laughs> as good a reason as any, that's for sure. <laughs>
1: mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh so we kind of bounce about the ship during this fight at especially at the start where we're learning a bit more about Foxy's innovative use of his power and luffy kind of struggles but he, he keeps up for the most part at least until he gets put up against the uh gorilla puncher 13 the even bigger rock'em sock'em robot yeah the head. yeah it's a bunch of them just fused together <laughs> Indeed. and in that one we we first learn about the reflective properties of the slowpoke beams which like props to luffy for dodging everything in there there is so much going on and the angles would be just it'd be too much <laughs> it'd be it, it's amazing
0: especially as the thing is getting closer and closer and he's got less and less space with which to dodge well done
1: and this is all still fresh to him he's learning on the fly it's mm-hmm. pretty good he also has been tricked a few times so <laughs> <laughs> quite a few times he's probably pretty frustrated it's rough out there for Luffy's It was
0: for quite some time. It's truly amazing to me that Fatsy's ship, the Setsi Fatsi, has any space for living quarters, considering all the crap they have stuffed (laughs) in that ship.
1: Yeah, there was a whole, like, gun deck. Like, here's where we just keep all of our weapons. Hope no one needs a bed. We have a, like, conveyor
0: belt corridor that... Just kind of deposits people outside the ship. You know, uh-huh, that's useful uh-huh. for everyday
1: use. That's where no they doubt. put their trash,
0: I'm sure, right? Uh, I would. I mean, if I were to litter in the ocean, I would never do that. But if I were a, a bad man like Foxy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Speaking of the bad boy Foxy, he shows off some very impressive maneuvers in this whole combat round. Please, explain to me how
0: Foxy beats Crocodile, as I assume you're going to. Go ahead. How Foxy
1: beats Crocodile? Yeah, you just said it yourself, so make it so. What did I say? I I said Foxy shows off some impressive maneuvers. That's the same thing, Jordan. (laughs) What? Okay, yeah, wait, no, you got me. Mm -hmm. Now that I think Mm -hmm. about it. Um, I mean, he does flips onto cannonballs, he dodges things in the air, like, he, he's very acrobatic. He's got all sorts of skills that I never expected him to possess. Yeah, he's had a lot of practice having similar battles, I'm sure.
0: I would imagine Luffy's got to be, like, the toughest guy he's ever attempted to beat in this way. Clearly he bit off a bit more than he'd chew with this particular one. Oh yeah, one. But, uh, he's sweating bullets. <laughs> but he was doing... Great, for a while. He almost brought Luffy down. Spiked gloves
1: really give you a big advantage. Mm-hmm.
0: And the ability to slow people down real hardcore. But mostly the spiked gloves. <laughs> and that like weird mechanical fox thing that they shoved into Luffy's face.
1: Yeah, that, that little bear trap thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of time and possibly money that goes into making bombs shaped like his face... <laughs> This is this is a dedicated crew. This is all that they have, and they have perfected it to the point that they can, right?
0: And almost all of it paid off at least a little bit. Oh yeah! Luffy falls for almost every single trick.
1: Yeah, it it all connects in some way. And Luffy almost doesn't make it out of this. Mm -hmm. He is in Mm -hmm. rough shape by the end, but he's technically saved by Usopp. So, eh, yay! Um, (laughs) But. Regardless, I'm proud of Luffy for remembering the reflective property of the beams, considering everything else that has been going on. Like, he must be so frazzled, and also, I would... well... Actually, I don't know how this works, necessarily. It seems like when people are slowed by the beams, their mind is still working at, like, normal pace, normal speed... Is that correct?
0: That seems to be the case. If they were to try to like vocalize a thought, their mouth would put it out real slow. But yeah, I, I think their brain still moves.
1: He was able to think like, oh, I'm slowed. <laughs> mm-hmm, so, okay. I mean, that's that might be more disorienting than if your mind was also slowed. I don't know how that makes sense, but at least there everything would be Sort of together, whereas you're more discombobulated this way, at least in theory. But hey, Luffy does great. (laughs) He pulls it off, he reflects the beam back onto Foxy, and really just needs one hit with his, what is it, It's flail, I think? The flail Hmm. move, which we only see here? Quite so.
0: Very, very specific use of this particular ability of Luffy's. Never to be seen again. I think it is fun that uh, Nami is really talking down the Afro through the entire fight. Almost everyone else is really hyping it up. In the end, the Afro does help him achieve victory. So, it sure does. Jokes on you, Nami.
1: I think even Robin says like he looks good in it or something along those mm-hmm. lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nami just doesn't know how to play along. And uh, if she would have been in that ring, she just wouldn't. She would have been screwed. That's right. No afro,
0: no victory. Usopp says it himself. It's been a, a mystery throughout all of time whether or not champions wear afros or afros wear champions. Modern science has no answer.
1: And you know what? I can't argue.
0: He's just I'm right. not
1: going to try to figure it out. Gathering the data on that sounds dangerous. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but good
0: for you, Luffy. You made it happen. Amazing to me that you managed to defeat a master of disguise such as Foxy. But you pulled it off my guy
1: proud of you so like it's tough to say but foxy and luffy actually have a fair amount in common neither of them are necessarily the smartest or have the best devil fruit uh but they're definitely making the most of it on top of that you know despite foxy being an idiot A weirdo and a stealer of crew members he seems to have a similar draw to him as luffy does like his crew even though they were once loyal to another captain and he literally took them they would still risk their lives for him for some reason that's true we got a head
0: shaped like that makes you very charismatic i guess (laughs)
1: like is he is he threatening
0: them what's going
1: on I
0: don't know. I mean, even, like, the,
1: like, froghead
0: pirates or whatever the guys are that they just beat, like, two days prior. They were all on board the Foxy train when we saw them. So, I don't know. Right. I guess he just treats them well.
1: It's not like these are all super fickle people that are just willing to jump ship at any moment. the The only person that we see upset by it is Chopper, which makes sense, of course. But, like, I don't know. Maybe the rule's... Are just held to. Maybe people just don't mess with Davy Backfights. Yeah, don't want to piss off Davy Jones, man. I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah,
0: he's a scary guy. We've seen his boat much later on. It's very large, very ghostly. So it's all just give the man a pass, I
1: suppose. Yeah, let's take it easy here. Yeah. Uh, so I have a hypothetical to pose to you. Okay. Do you think Foxy and Buggy would be friends? Oh, I think they would be,
0: but each of them would be trying to bat-stab the other constantly.
1: Yeah, they'd be, <laughs> like, best friends, but they would never get anything done, right? Yeah. Oh, I think it would oh, be man. amazing. And if they if they could get their stuff together, they'd probably be a decent combo. But uh, I'm glad you agree, because I, I had to go down this path in my own head. I can see it now. Uh,
0: whoever is sent after Buddy in the modern era, after the warlord system's been abolished, they shoot a cannonball or something at his circus tent island. But who is there to intercept it but the man himself? Fotsi the Silver Fots, with the classic slow, slow beam, giving Buddy just enough time to escape with his life, and from then on, the best of pals they go on to become the pirate kings yeah they team up they take out luffy and the straw hats and uh that's the end of the series yep they swoop in they stab kaido through the heart easily using a floaty hand knife slow slow beam combo they take out big mom with a special
1: muggy ball and just go on to solo the rest of the verse Pretty much, yeah. I think Buggy just kind of carries around Foxy sort of on his back. He's shooting beams left and right, and they're untouchable. Mm -hmm. I think we just solved one piece. Well done. (laughs) That's why people listen to us. We give them the cold hard facts. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Anyway, back to the story at hand. The real cold hard facts. After the Davyback fight completes, uh, we run into our new friend Aokiji
0: what a friend he is. Yeah,
1: boy howdy. He real quick shows off his powers to us in a really flashy, fun way. The most observant sea king in all of the oceans pops out for one second just before being turned into a sea kingsicle.
0: Yeah, and perhaps even more impressively than just freezing a sea king, this really went over my head the first time I read this years ago, but the sheer scale Mm -hmm. of how Aokiji uses his power here Yep. They're trying to like get to like the third island away from where they currently are.
1: And we can't see it from where they are right now. You can't right even now. see the second island, I don't think.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can't see the nest island from where uh, they currently yeah. are. And Nami has no confidence in their ability to sail to that nest island because the log pose won't lock onto it, right? So it has to be a considerable distance away, each one. An OutKG freezes all the way to that third island and deep enough for it
1: to be frozen for an entire week? Yeah. That's bananas. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the It's incredible. This man is terrifying. And he, he further proves it when he decides that the Straw Hat crew is actually a bit too dangerous to be left unchecked. Uh, indeed. One quick thing
0: before that, though. Okay. Do you think he also... Froze the islands in between
1: or I would imagine that he is good enough to craft it around it. Even
0: when he can't see it and it's like
1: miles and miles away? Yeah. That's gotta be some crazy hockey on that man too, then. I dude, I would Im- I would hope so for one of the three admirals. <laughs> you kidding me? It's so big. It's so much distance. Good lord. I think this dude is he's up there as someone that just should be Feared in this world he's powerful he's kind of a well now he's kind of a free agent almost like yeah he, he has a sense of morality to him which is neat <laughs>
0: all i'm saying is that i would not like to meet this man in a dark alley if i were a criminal so
1: you wouldn't even get a chance to meet him you'd be dead yeah. you'd you'd be frozen and done I'd be frozen miles away <laughs> that's right yeah he's he's Eneru but with ice come on it's a true nightmare Again, we're making some assumptions, but yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, he decides that uh the straw hat crew actually don't get to live real fickle man, unfortunately for our boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. he does something about it. He certainly does.
1: decides to flash freeze Robin, which leads to a actually like really heartwarming sequence of people in the crew basically, you know, swapping off, saving Robin from him. Uh, which... right. A heartwarming sequence of
0: them literally trying to warm her heart. Yes. Well done.
1: <laughs> well, that's later, but yeah. Um, but I think that this this one sequence kind of foreshadows Ennis Lobby pretty darn well. Everyone has to give it their all to save her, and I like it.
0: Yeah. They all kind of put their own special skills to use. Zoro blots the, the sword slash. Sanji swoops in, disarms him with a Big ol' kick to said sword.
1: Nussap runs fast, so that's what he does. <laughs> For once, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he also, he uh, he's delicate, because he knows that if he were to, like, grab her too hard or stop too quickly, she'd probably break and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. die. No good. No good if that stuff happens. Well done, Nussap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, the crew takes Robin away, and Luffy goes one-on-one with Aokiji, not much of a fight, but <laughs> thankfully Luffy took out Crocodile and Aokiji's at least somewhat of an honorable man, so he spares him. I don't know personally if there's like some specific grudge between Aokiji and Crocodile or if like he was assigned to take care of him himself and was just too lazy to do it, but no matter what, it's it's real good it happened. Well, the world government didn't know that Crocodile was
0: being a bad boy until after he'd already been stopped by Luffy and Co. And we haven't been told of any particular beef between G and Crocodile, so I would just assume that he was just doing a general favor.
1: Yeah, it's a little weird. I kind of wish there was something else behind that, Um, but... There was also the thing with Luffy's grandpa; he owed him one. Yeah, I was gonna say A- Aokiji teases out some information on Garp, but we don't really get the good stuff here. But you're right; that is that's probably another reason for him to take it easy on the guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he eventually he lets him go, even though he's also flash frozen. But uh, that's okay; they know what they're doing because they started dealing with Robin already, mm-hmm. and then. As they're sort of recuperating on the ship, we get another classic cool guy Zoro situation, at least in my opinion. After they've heard that Robin and Luffy are gonna de-ice and be just fine, Usopp kind of slumps down and looks all depressed and expresses his concerns with not being able to do anything against enemies of this power. And Zoro calls him just kind of a tired idiot on the surface, it doesn't seem all that uplifting or nice, but Zoro knows that they all did what they needed to do to save Robin, and he's respecting Usopp for it, and I really dig that. I like that a lot, too. Uh, it is unfortunate that, I guess, Usopp doesn't
0: really take those words no. to heart. No. that seed of, like, inferiority goes on the cause, the root of his conflict with Luffy in
1: the art of right. com, But, like... On on top of that, like, not to get ahead of ourselves, but, like, even then, Zoro still holds the same respect for Usopp that he always has had. And, like, Luffy does too, and there's all these parallels. It's uh, pretty great. Indeed. I like it a lot. Still sad that it happened, but man, does (laughs) it make for a good story. No doubt. Yeah, after their, you know done the recuperating process the crew continues on and they meet a frog a child a granny and a cat (laughs) which leads almost directly into water seven which i figure we'll cover in our next episode
0: ah yes i remember fondly that time the mary was chasing a frog swimming like a human almost got hit (laughs) by a train then that same frog tries to fight that same train Ah, that's classic One Piece right there. That's the stuff people remember.
1: Oh, yeah. Anytime I can see a frog get blasted <laughs> off like Team Rocket, I'm in a good place. Indeed. Classic sumo frog. Feels good. And we get to learn a lot more about him later. I don't... What what is his name? I didn't write it down. Uh, Yokozuna. Yokozuna. Yeah. Pretty cool frog, turns out. <laughs> Quite so. I'm sure
0: we'll talk about him again one day. Oh, uh, for sure. But I guess I will go into my little list of gags, most of which took place during the Fatsy fight. Feels good. Uh, First up is almost every single Fatsy pirate worrying that they'll be the one to be chosen at the end of the groggy ring right off the bat. (laughs) They want me, right? (laughs) Yeah. Gotta freak out about it a little bit, I understand. They're all
1: so desirable. I think most people would want to leave the Foxy crew for the Straw Hats. They just, well, actually, I don't know. I was going to say they seem like they have more fun, but I bet the Foxy crew knows how to party. Yeah, we, we know
0: that to be true. They throw like a, a whole festival every time they have one of these things.
1: Well, yeah, but that's kind of fake. But I guess the same skills transfer. I don't know. They seem to be living that fake lifestyle anyway, so. Fake or not, I'm sure the food
0: is still delicious yeah yeah um let's see here uh you covered this a little bit before but the gag that always really gets me through the the fight with all his little tricks is how he slid his own head into the line of bombs (laughs) shaped like his face (laughs) Uh uh and it works
1: (laughs) I think that one stands out to me especially from the anime because I want to say that those bombs like kind of bob up and down as they go. <laughs> uh, and he kind of moves with them pretty well and uh, just adds to that gag and it's it's pretty good, quite so. I imagine it takes a
0: great deal of practice to pull that off, but he's
1: got the time. yeah, Fancy's I'm sure it the entertains guy. the crewmates as well,
0: right? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, And then he almost immediately gets himself blown up by those bombs. So that's embarrassing (laughs) for him. Everyone's freaking out. Oh no, Luffy's gotten. He's dead. But uh, no, it was was Foxy the whole time. Luffy also insulting Foxy to make him reveal himself among the smoke silhouettes. I love that one. (laughs) That'll get me every time. (laughs) Works every time. That's the classic Luffy technique. Better to work on Crocodile if they ever get a rematch.
1: I don't even think that Luffy, like, did that consciously, right? Like, it, it has been oh shown that he just insults this man at the drop
0: <laughs> of a hat. It's like breathing
1: to him. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: Poor Foxy. But he's such an easy target, man.
1: He sure is. <laughs> Poor
0: guy. Luffy falling for the old Foxy, a master of the skies
1: trick twice. I can't believe it worked twice. Oh, man. Are you
0: his sister? <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe it. Poor Luffy. He's got a small brain, but we love him anyway. Mm-hmm. And then right at the end of that conflict, the longer you look at Luffy's new fozzy pirate, Jolly Roger, <laughs> the more terrible it appears.
1: <laughs> it sure does. I bounced back and forth between the two for quite some time, just wallowing in it. <laughs> oh no! Just such a nightmare. I mean, you think back to
0: when he drew his own Jolly Roger on mm-hmm. uh, the side of Laboon's head, and you know that looked pretty bad. Fair enough. <laughs> but this is a whole new level of terrible, terrible Luffy art oh, that yes. uh, I can't get enough of. But that is the last of my dad's, and as per usual, we covered all of my nonsense as we went through. Yeah, we're really good at this. (laughs) Well done, us. Champions of everything.
1: You heard it here first. And well done, you, the listener, for making it to the end. Yeah. Proud of you in particular, Tim. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: (laughs) Oh, you gotta single out Tim, huh? (laughs) Special shout out to Tim this week. But I think that does it for us this week. There does appear, so there's a break next week. A bummer for sure, but Oda needs his breaks, and he spoiled us (laughs) for the past month. Oh, yeah. No new chapter until September 25th. Feel free to send in your thoughts on the new chapter via email to inheritedwillpodcasts at gmail.com, on Twitter to inherited underscore will, or simply in a comment on the YouTube video. As always, thanks for listening.
1: Thanks, y'all.